0: This is the Tribune Audio Network. This is the Backstory Podcast. I'm Larry Podash. On this show, we uncover the backstory behind some of the most intriguing tales in history, culture, science, and religion. The Spike Lee movie, Black Klansman, tells the bizarre but true story of an African-American detective who infiltrated the Ku Klux Klan in the 1970s. We sat down with the real Ron Stallworth, who was born in Chicago, to separate fact from fiction in the tale of his undercover mission. Let's get into the backstory of The Black Klansman. There's never been a black cop in this city. We think you might be the man to open things up around here. John David Washington portrays Detective Ron Stallworth, who joined the police cadet program, in hopes of becoming a gym teacher. Instead, he became a legendary detective. He says it's surreal to see his story on the big screen.
1: Loved the movie. <laughs> Spike did a masterful job with my story.
0: How much of, of you did he capture?
1: Let's put it this way. He captured my 25-year-old essence very well. I still shake my head at some of the things that I did uh, at 25
0: years of, of age. In the movie, a mistake forces the intelligence operation to take a strange turn before it even gets started. You've reached the Colorado Springs chapter of the Ku Klux Klan. Hello, this is Ron Starworth calling. Did I just hear you use your real name? People might find it unbelievable that you, undercover, called the Klan and gave them your real name. Uh, <laughs> The book gives a little more context. What's what's the backstory behind that moment?
1: I had a brain cramp that day. I wrote this note stating why I wanted to join the Klan, sealed the note up, put it in the mail, forgot about it until about a week or two later when I get a phone call from Ken O'Dell, the local chapter president of the Klan. When I answered the phone, he said, may I speak to Ron Stallworth? And I freaked out. <laughs> Who's calling Ron Stallworth on this number?
0: Because it was the undercover it number. It
1: was the undercover number. And that's when I realized I signed my name to that note.
0: So what's the plan? Enlist a white detective to portray him in person while the real Ron Stallworth would continue phone discussions with Klan leaders. His boss is skeptical that an African-American can pass as white even on the phone. I said, really,
1: how does a black man sound? And I got nothing but a blank stare from him. He couldn't answer it. And when I pressed him on that question, he finally said, well, you know, shucking and jiving, and I said, not all blacks
0: shuck and jive. Stallworth's white colleague is known as Flip on screen, but in the book he's known as Chuck. Together they infiltrate the Klan and are accepted pretty quickly.
1: And I used the language of hate in order to gain his uh, confidence and to let him see me as one of them. And uh, from the moment I said those words, he was sold that Ron Stallworth was a fellow white supremacist.
0: Stallworth calls the Klan hotline to get an update on his membership card. Who answers? But David Duke himself, the national leader of the KKK. You wouldn't think the head of the Ku Klux Klan is answering the KKK hotline.
1: And he picked up the line himself, and I said, who is this? He said, David Duke. And I said, the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan? He said, yes. He loved to be fawned over, and so I, uh, I complimented
0: him on every occasion that I could. David Duke personally processes Stallworth's application. As the supreme leader of the Ku Klux Klan, David Duke was organizing a rally in Colorado Springs, Colorado. You may associate the Klan with the South, but the Klan had existed in Colorado for decades. In the 1920s, Klansmen included many state legislators and the governor. Even Stapleton Airport was named for a Klansman Benjamin Stapleton, the mayor of Denver. Stallworth says the Klan never goes away, it just operates in the shadows. Stallworth says the Klan viewed their upcoming march as similar to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s mission. Stallworth not only has to watch the Klan, but also opposition groups like the Black Panthers and Louis Farrakhan. They want to be in Colorado Springs when the Klan marches. Stallworth convinces them to stay away.
1: That was a powder keg that I did not need lit at the time. And uh, I'm grateful that it didn't explode like it could have.
0: But now a bigger problem. With David Duke in town, Duke needs police protection. The chief assigns the African-American Ron Stallworth to be Duke's personal bodyguard.
1: I was pissed off. I did not want that assignment because I was concerned about being in close proximity to him that he might recognize my voice as being the voice of Ron Stallworth on the phone. Or somebody might say, hey, that's Ron. I was concerned about that too, but
0: it didn't happen, thank God. While working on Duke's security details, Stallworth asked to take a photo with him. The clan leader was still unaware of the investigator's secret identity, so he agreed. And then at the very last second, Stallworth put his arm around Duke. What happened next played much like it did in the movie.
1: One, two, three. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ! <sighs> what did you just do, boy? David bolted away from me to get the camera in the, in the film. I was a split second faster, I got it. David tried to snatch it out of my hand and I told him, Sir, if you lay a finger on me, I'll arrest your for assaulting a police officer. Don't do it. And he stood there and glared at me, unlike the movie where there's conversation between him and John David. And uh, after a while, he walked over to his followers, there were about 12 of them uh, with their wives in the room, and proceeded to give a speech on white supremacy that I had basically just destroyed
0: but you lost the picture.
1: I lost the picture.
0: Stallworth says Duke was intelligent and actually a pleasant conversationalist until it came to the topic of race. But now an embarrassment for the Klan. The rally is canceled. There are only 14 robed Klansmen to welcome David Duke a setback in his mission to transform the KKK.
1: The entire stereotypical image of what a Klansman was uh, dissolved with David Duke. And what David Duke's purpose was was to change the Klan into a political uh, organization.
0: But Ron Stallworth, both of them, are so convincing the local Klan wants to make him the leader. That's when the police chief shuts the investigation down and asks the team to get rid of any trace of their undercover operation.
1: He didn't want the public to find out we had cops who were in the Klan, even though it was a sanctioned investigation on his
0: part. They would, they would have been proud, you'd hope?
1: I like to think they would have been in terms of what we did to prevent a lot of things. But uh, he was adamant, so I did what he said, except I didn't destroy the files, I kept them and they became the basis for the book that I ultimately wrote.
0: But as the first African-American officer in Colorado Springs, he faced criticism from whites and blacks.
1: I and other black cops live in a dual world. We are too black for the white community and too blue for the black community. So we exist in this narrow no man's land, if you will.
0: But in the end, Stallworth succeeded in both worlds. The intelligence gathering on recruitment and rallies was a success, and he prevented a generation of African-Americans from ever having to see a burning cross. Stalworth said after the investigation ended, he didn't speak with Duke again until the phone rang 40 years later. My phone
1: rings uh, at the hotel. The voice says, Ron, I recognize this voice immediately as David Duke from 40 years earlier. And he said, Ron, this is David Duke. I said, hi, David, what's up? And it was like 40 years had evaporated. Um, He called to say that he had read my book. He enjoyed the book. He thought it was honest, even though his recollection of events was different than mine in some cases. But what was significant about that was his acknowledgement that it occurred. Because I've had some people say, well, this story didn't really happen. Well, he acknowledged that it happened. He insisted he wasn't a racist or a white supremacist. And when I questioned him about that, I said, David, you were in Charlottesville touting Trump and what Trump had said about good people on both sides. I said, there's no good Nazis. I said, "Uh, uh, how can you say that? He said he didn't hate blacks. He had never called a black man uh, uh, the n-word, which is a lie because he and I threw the
0: word around all the time on the phone. The real purpose of the call was his concern about Topher Grace's portrayal of him in the movie.
1: He was uh, concerned about how he was going to look in this movie. And the purpose of his call was to appeal to me, to try to appeal to Spike, to not make him look like such an idiot.
0: Ron Stallworth's legacy may be the Black Klansman, but he also became an expert on the impact of rap lyrics on gang culture and testified before Congress three times in the 1990s. As far as David Duke goes, he ran and lost for many political offices, including the Democratic presidential primary in 88 and the Republican presidential primary in 92. He served as a Republican in the Louisiana State Senate in the early 90s. In 2002, he pleaded guilty to defrauding his political supporters and served a 15-month sentence in prison as a result. Thanks for listening to Backstory. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute to subscribe to our podcast or leave a review. To watch our full coverage of this story and see some that didn't make it into the podcast, visit us online at WGNTV.com slash Backstory. This has been a production of the Tribune Audio Network.